Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Well, welcome to Amplified, and hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I love this time of year because it's the time when we are able to go into our friends list on Facebook and send gratitude messages and just really uh, reflect on what a great life we have and that we have so much to be blessed for. So, Rosa, how was your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was uh, wonderful, full of family and lots of good food. I actually cook everything for my family, and it's about 20 that come here every year, and I enjoy every minute of it. Yeah, I remember calling you last week to do the prep for the show, and you said, uh, yeah, this is not a good time because I've got to cook for 20. (laughs) (laughs) So glad you had a great Well, glad you had a great Thanksgiving. We have a really full show with uh, two amazing guests, so I want to bring them on as quickly as possible. So would you be kind enough to give the intro for Brett? Yes. Um, Brett Ridgway is a co-founder of Speaker Fulfillment Services, and that's a company dedicated to working with authors, speakers, and information marketers. He's a frequent guest in teleseminars, webinars, and live events where he shares his unique behind-the-scenes knowledge of all aspects of information marketing. He has actually been involved in the world of information marketing for over 30 years, and now he helps to write uh, and support information marketers worldwide from where he's based, which is in Indiana. Here's Brett. Welcome, Brett. How was your Thanksgiving? Well, my Thanksgiving was outstanding, and thank you for asking. We did something a little bit different this year. We all went down to one of the local nearby state parks and they have an in there and so we took care of the buffet there so nobody had to, nobody had to cook nobody got a rosa experience but unfortunately there was also <laughs> no leftovers to take home <laughs> well that is kind of unique so we have a lot to talk about so we're going to get right in the show and i want to thank you first of all for how many times we've kind of had little emergencies where we didn't know if the guest was calling in and you've always been there. And actually, Croy has as well. Both of you have been just amazing. So um, we have you on the show as a thank you to you. And it's, it's just an appropriate time to give thanks for people that are amazing like you that are always there, great friends, and are just all about customer service and taking care of the client. I wanted to... Thank well, uh, you, Ken. I appreciate that. I wanted to say that the other thing that's in common with both of you is I've been to multitude of events where we've run into you, seen you speak, uh, been a sponsor, a vendor, and it it just goes to show that the more you attend events and you see people that are really committed to their industry, the more friendship blossoms, and uh, you are definitely a pro at uh, Author 101 and all the other events I've seen you at. Well, you know, you just can't emphasize enough, Ken, the necessity of getting out and networking and meeting people face-to-face at live events really advance your career as a speaker, an author, as an information marketer. I mean, it just can't be duplicated by any other method other than getting out there in the trenches and you know, pressing the flesh, so to speak. Yeah, and it's interesting that some events, the attendance is either low or gives you those breathing times to actually get to know your, your fellow vendors and sponsors. And the last one we had was just one of those opportunities where we, we had never had that much time to really sit down on a couch and talk business. And next thing I know, I'm getting 
all these cases of books, and I just posted uh, an album that I was meaning to do before Thanksgiving, but it's, it's a lot of the books that you sent me. Uh, talk to, uh, tell the audience what you do at these events and, and how you help authors. Sure. Speaker Fulfillment Services is actually born out of a request from multiple people in the internet marketing space about you know, 15 years ago now. They knew, they knew that we were doing product fulfillment for some websites that we had created back in the mid-90s. In fact, I put up the first portal website in the plant engineering and maintenance industry back in like 1995. So we were shipping back out in those days with VHS tapes and books and audio cassettes and all that. Sure, how long I've been in the industry, but uh, and eight tracks too, right? Pardon me. Eight tracks too, right? Well, no, I never did any eight tracks, but uh, <laughs> so we were doing product fulfillment, and then I had a joint venture with a guy named Carl Galetti that formed back in the mid '90s, where we took over his old hard to find marketing book catalog. And because of that relationship, he called me up and asked me if I'd handle the back of the room sales table at his first internet marketing super conference back in 1999. And frankly, I didn't even know what back of the room was, Ken, but I hadn't been to Vegas before, so it sounded good to me, so I went out there. And as a result of that, we started handling the back of the room for more and more speakers because a lot of people who speak at events obviously are promoters in their own right. And they got to know us through the handling the back of the room at these internet and information marketing events. And one of them cornered me in like 2002 and said, hey, I know you're doing product fulfillment. Will you do something for me? And it was just kind of a natural outgrowth of all the people I knew in the industry. So hey, we said, well, what the heck? Let's put speaker fulfillment service together. And here we are 15 years later still helping folks out. Well, as you'll hear later in the second half, Croy is a, an author and a speaker. And so it'll be kind of interesting if you guys get a chance to talk after the show and see what you guys can do to help each other. He's, he's a dynamic person. I wanted to uh, ask you about. I wanted you to share some of the amazing authors and people you represent because when I heard the list, I, I didn't know you were working with some of the the biggest names. Uh, would you mind sharing some of the people's names that you were working with? Yeah, we've been very blessed to work behind the scenes for folks like uh, you know John Asaraf and Joe Calm, Armin Morn, Alex Mondozian, Frank Kern. Uh, Ryan Dice, Mike Filsame, and a, a lot of uh, the well-known people in the industry, Rick Frischman, et cetera. And, you know, you just got to go back to it. It's all about relationships, and meeting these people in person is what led to the ability to be of service to them behind the scenes. And so we do the product duplication and fulfillment for people who have, you know, home study courses, books, CD sets, DVDs, whatever it may be, USB drives these days, et cetera. And so because we're kind of behind the scenes, we, you know, we get the ability to see what works and what doesn't work for these guys and who's really doing well and who's struggling and what, you know, markets work well, et cetera. So it's kind of a great position to be in, and uh, we try to practice what we preach too. So I've actually co-authored or written five or six books now in the speaking author information marketing space. So we are I'm impressed. I, I, I have them all. I'm I'm excited. <laughs> I have all your books. And well you're a rich and man, I like man, the, Ken. Well I like the way you do your books because you really get to the, the bottom line of uh, how to increase your sales and you have the one hundred and one tips for event promoters. You have mistakes you can avoid with uh, websites, etc. So I think that's really dynamic because you're giving your experience and wisdom to the reader so that they can learn from you and have more success in what they're doing. 
Well, that's why we're here. And we like I said, we, we love to be a service to author speakers and info marketers. And if it makes sense for them, we're delighted to help them out. So, well, before we go into the strategy right now, Ken, what's that? How can I? How can we best help your folks right now? Well, I was going to actually go into some of your uh, your tips actually very soon, but I wanted to say that uh, we would glaze over this point if it wasn't made again, which is going to these events. You did get to create relationships. More importantly, you experienced a tipping point because as you worked with the biggest names, you were able to utilize uh, their testimonials and referrals to attract other really big names. Uh, I was I was going to ask you to share your strategy for building the relationships because I think a lot of people go to events and they come home either with just business cards or not really a plan. Can you share some of your success secrets with that? Well, it's all about coming from the gain mindset. And if you go into an event thinking, what can I do for me? You're going to strike out 99 times out of 100. So you you can't be overly aggressive, so to speak. You can't be salesy. It's about how can I help you? What are you looking for? What would be a benefit to you? I am. Uh, I love to connect people with other people that can help them out and get them the resources they need. And obviously, then they hopefully will think well of us and and then want to work with us if it's a fit for them. And I'm probably the most laid back marketer in the world, honestly, Ken. You know, we're happy to help people if it makes sense for them. But I'm not going to go bang on your door 35 times, you know, asking you to work with us. We're here if we're a resource that can be of value to you. Awesome. So I don't know if you know this, but you are our spotlight cover uh, for the Umbrella Syndicate acknowledging you as a leader, and you happen to be holding the lovely Keith Smiling card, but you're also holding your ABC of speaking. So why don't we talk about what you get when you get this book, and you have a couple people you wrote that book with. Um, that, that's, a, that's a book that's really important for the holidays if you want to become a more dynamic speaker or just a better communicator. Yeah, that book was actually birthed out of a, a networking event, and the two ladies that co-authored with me, Adrian Ashley and Katarina Rando, are, are both speakers, and Adrian was hosting a little mastermind in Las Vegas that I attended, and we came up with the idea of putting out that book. Now, it took, you know, three years of effort to finally get it to fruition or whatever, but uh, it was an interesting experience, and that book's all about introducing people to how the speaking industry really works and what they need to do to position themselves for the most, of, most success. So you've got to decide early on, are you going to be a for-fee or a for-free speaker and make your money in the back of the room? And they are two entirely different models. Certainly these days you're seeing more of a, a hybrid, and a lot of people who are in the big speaking organizations, such as National Speakers Association, the whole concept in the past of you know, backroom sales was foreign to them. But they're coming around and recognizing that that's a, a valid model, and a good speaker who really knows how to sell from the platform actually recognizes that they will probably make a lot more money in product sales from the back room than they ever will as a speaking fee. I mean, the, the Bill Clintons and the uh, Norman Schwarzkopf of the world are few and far between. I mean, a, a, a gentleman that we both know probably, Armin Morin, can has actually sold at events as much as uh, like $950,000 at one event. And even after you do your split with the promoter, you're still walking away with a nice chunk of change. So again, that, that book's all about positioning yourself, understanding the industry, how it works, what questions you need to ask, the technology, etc. I mean, it, it's a pretty good overview for people who think that speaking is one of the arms of, of their marketing that they should be doing 
And uh, it'll give them a good start in terms of helping figure out how to position themselves and what steps they should take next to succeed as a speaker. Well, certainly the person that's selling from the back of the room has got a, a different approach on how they speak, but they're also getting a major gain in that they're able to lower their fees or make them free, and they're able to get client acquisition. What would be, uh, if you are a speaker and you're going into this, what would be a couple questions you'd ask yourself to determine which one you'd want to be? Well, you've really got to build up your platform first. I think that command the kind of fees that you would want as a speaker to be, you know, just making it off of keynote fees or whatever, whether that's 10, 20, 50, 100,000 or whatever. I mean, you've got to have a pretty big name and have built up a pretty large platform to do that. So in my opinion, before you get to that step, you've got to figure out what you are going to do to build your celebrity factor. I mean, and there are a number of steps that most people don't think about that are building blocks to getting to that phase. And it doesn't happen overnight for most people. I mean, we've all heard the expression, uh, you know, overnight success, who is 10 or 15 or 20 years in the making. But I mean, some of the things that you need to do is, you know, become a media resource. And so if the journalists, for example, are out there looking for somebody who's an expert on topic X, then you position yourself as that expert for them. So you build credibility. There's a couple resources people should be familiar with, Ken, that can help them find those opportunities. One is called HERO, which stands for Help a Reporter Out, and the other is PitchRate. And they both are email services that send out notices of what journalists are looking for in terms of resources to help them prepare their stories. And I typically scan that, you know, daily looking for opportunities for our clients that may be a fit for them. But you should have somebody on your team you know, be subscribed to both PitchRate and Harrow and look through that and see if there's things that you can do to put yourself out there to be a resource for the media. Next, I think you should also become the media. I mean, so like you're doing with your radio show or Block Talk Radio or iTunes or YouTube or whatever. I mean, you need to be putting out content out there that further, further credentializes yourself as the authority on whatever your topic is. So you need to become a media resource, but you also need to become the media. I frankly also think you should become a publisher. I mean, you need to put out a newsletter or some content regularly that people recognize you are an authority again in your subject. And you don't even have to write a newsletter yourself. There are services out there, no-hassle newsletters that will basically provide you 95% of the content. You tweak it, personalize it, and put it out there to your audience. Certainly, you need to have an authority website where people can come because that's the first place they're going to look online, you know, Facebook, and for your website to see more about you. And then finally, I think you've got to become an author. I mean, we hear more these days about all the marketing funnels people are creating and how book funnels for the big names like Frank Kern and Russell Brunson and all that are using book funnels to help build their list. And so you've got to become an author. So all those things I think are critical to helping decide where you fit in the entry and how to help you can build your platform up even bigger to be a more well-known resource for the people who you want to reach. Now, you have, uh, as you said, five books, and I noticed your ABC speaking of speaking with Catherine Rogers. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry Ken, I didn't catch what you just said. I was saying that your ABC of Speaking has quite a different look on the cover. Who designed that cover? 
Well, that's an interesting story in itself if you're an author. Uh, I had a vision for what I wanted the cover to look like, so we utilized one of the uh, contacts, a graphics person for one of the co-authors, and she knocked the cover out, and I sent it to the publisher, and the publisher said, nope, that will not work. So the publisher said, we're redoing the cover, and some person on the, their staff designed the cover at Morgan James Publishing. So I spent $850 on the cover we couldn't use. So if you're an author and you work with a publisher, my best advice is find out who's responsible for that so you don't spend time and money doing something that uh, is going to go in the trash. Well, I say that because that cover is the most appealing of all of them, and Morgan James does, I think, a phenomenal job on uh, their packaging, making the book feel, look, and just really, you want to check it out. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That is the best cover of all the books, and uh, the only one probably that they were 100% responsible for. So there's a lesson there, too, I guess. And I was going to ask you the next question, which is, how has that affected distribution of, of your five books? Which one sells the most, or do you have uh, being asked for the most? Well, the uh, actually the mistakes authors make book is probably sold the most because we actually did some creative marketing on that. We launched it live at Author 101 University in the spring of 2016, 15, I can't remember for sure right now. And we involved the audience actually in the promotion. So we you know, we put ourselves out there live at the event saying, hey, we're going to do an Amazon bestseller campaign for this book. And that was back in the days where you could drive all the traffic to a certain time window to achieve Amazon bestseller status. I mean, it's changed since then, and Amazon's gotten wise to that particular approach. But back then, it was still a viable tactic. And so because we were at a live event on stage and got the audience involved there, as well as calling all those relationships that I had established over the last 15 years and getting outside centers of influence involved in the, the per, that particular launch, that book has, has sold the most of all of them. But in terms of and that the content, was, uh, I mean, ABCs and Mistakes are, are both, I think, equally good. Although the other books are good. I mean, i, I got to say that as the author. But it's just a matter of what position you're in and which one is it, it going to be the best fit for you in terms of what you're doing. But uh, I thank you for the compliments on that one. I certainly appreciate it. Well, I agree with you. In the uh, 101 Mistakes, that was, also, was that cover also done by Morgan James? The 101 uh, for the back of the room? Uh, no, no, not the back of the room. I'm sorry. The the one that you said that was the largest uh, success. Oh, for mistakes Amazon. authors make. Uh, that was actually done by a colleague of ours. Uh, I mean, it met their guidelines, but no, Morgan James did not actually develop that particular cover. And who who did you do that book with? Was that with Rick? Yeah, that book was co-written with Rick Frischman and my business partner, Brian Hain. Yeah, those, the ABC book and that book in particular, they, sh- they, they look like superstar books that you need to have. And all five of your books are available on Amazon, is that correct? That's correct. And can they order them from you directly? And would you sign them? Sure. If somebody wants to order one directly, the best thing to do is probably just shoot me an email and I'll put them in contact with our order department to take care of the particular details. But... Uh, they can just give us a call at 812-877-7100, and we'll be happy to handle it over the phone. Each of the books has an individual website that can be ordered on, but if they're interested in a signed copy, then it's best probably to just handle it personally, so to speak. 
And how can people uh, connect with you on Facebook or wherever? Well, somehow I have a, I'm a rare breed that has two Facebook profiles somehow. I don't know how that happens. So, but if you look up Brett Ridgway, I'm on Facebook. But I'm more active on LinkedIn, frankly. I regularly post content on LinkedIn under my name, Brett Ridgway. That's B-R-E-T, one T, and Ridgway without an E, R-I-D-G-W-A-Y. Uh, they can also go to brettridgway.com, or they can go to any of our core companies, speakerfulfillmentservice.com or shipyourbooks.com or discdeliver.com and find out more information about what we do and uh, you know where we came from, so to speak. You really like the color orange and uh, white and yellow. Well, the orange one, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big orange fan, but the co-author of one of those books is a big orange fan, and he insists on having orange in there. But there, yeah, I, I, there's a little bit of orange. <laughs> well, your, your uh, view from the back uh, is got a lot of orange. In fact, the photo is is very yellow and orange. And it's funny that particular book, the, the photography. Um, sorry to criticize, but uh, I think could be dramatically improved. But I love the book cover, and I love how it makes you want to get the book because it's saying 101 tips for event promoters who want to dramatically increase backroom sales. In other words, you're committing that this book will change your pocketbook. That, you know, we probably handled the back of the room can at, oh, 150 events over the last dozen years or so, and uh, that's just a compilation of the things that we saw. It's a quick read. I mean, you can probably read the whole thing in 45 minutes, frankly, and uh, just little things that most people don't think about that are going to trip up and impact their back of the room sales, and so the less mistakes you make, the more chances you have for success, obviously. Yeah, and I, and I will commend you. It, it is uh, one of those books that if you just want to learn a tip a day or just revisit stuff where you want to spend, like you said, 45 minutes, you'll probably devour the book. But I would recommend more of one tip a day so you really uh, are able to think about how you'd apply it to your life. Well, our segment is coming to a close pretty soon, so I want to ask you kind of a holiday question. What books would you recommend to our audience that they should buy that would make more abundance happen? the people that they give that book to. And if you want to, you can go as high as like five books, whatever you want to do. All right. Recommend reading list. Uh, at the top of my list always are the books. I'm going to draw a blank on the names that you put me on the spot, Ken. But, uh, well, I'll tell you what. Just to make it easier on you, uh, we can Amazon, so don't worry about that part. Whatever you can remember right, would be I'm, great. All right. Well, The uh, Ultimate Sales Machine by Chet Holmes is a good book that any business person should read. Hey, wait a second. Oh. Wait a second. Did you, did you listen to my show last week? Because that was what the show was. The show was Amanda no, Holmes. No, I didn't. Yeah, she was on the show last week, and she shared her dad's legacy. And, and I agree with you. That is one of the best books I put in, like, the top ten books you have to have. So go ahead. Sorry. Oh, very Very cool. Uh, Eli Golrat, The Goal, and his, his follow-up title. I don't remember the title off the top of my head for the follow-up book, but uh, very good. Uh, the guy that wrote the books on small business entrepreneurship and not working in your business, but working on your business, uh, you know the name. So we'll get that name later. <laughs> we'll get that name later. It's not and then there's a couple books by lesser-known people. Give me just a second so I can give you the exact title, and uh, we'll share those with your people, too, because they are really more about process 
success and how you look at anything you're doing in your business as a process. It's usually a process that breaks down rather than a person in most cases. Well, but, I'll tell you uh, what, so you can multitask a little bit and look at some of the books. Uh, Brett, let me just ask you a question that you can actually just uh, download from your brain while you look up a couple books. So of the 101 tips for event promoters that would dramatically increase their sales in the back of the room, what would be three things you've seen that are just no-brainers that people make a big, big mistake of doing that they could just change and they would really change their uh, their results? Number one is when you're planning an event, Ken, you've got to decide are you going to have a curriculum or not? Are you going to have a central topic that all all the teams and speakers are based around that A builds, you know, B builds on A, C builds on B, etc., so that you give people a more full view. I've been to events that were a parade of speakers, and they had three guys speaking on copywriting, for example. Well, if you're relying on back-of-the-room sales, then if you have three people speaking on the same topic, you're going to dramatically decrease the chances of all those guys having success in the back of the room because, you know, who wants to buy three separate copywriting products, for example? Another right. thing that I think most people don't think about is You've all heard the phrase, I'm sure, pitch fest. And if your event gets perceived as a pitch fest, then people start staying away. And obviously, the more bodies you have in the room, the more chances you have for success in the back of the room. So what I've seen these days that I I highly advise is to make sure that you intermingle content-only sessions with the sessions that are accommodation content plus some offer in the back of the room. You've got to give totally people agree. a chance to take a mental break and all that. And you actually, if everybody pitches, they just tune it out entirely. So you've got to mix and match content only versus content plus sales. I think uh, Rick then, does a great job with that, with Author 101. I think he does probably one of the best jobs I've seen of bringing tons of content to an event and making sure the pitches are almost disguised as really just providing value. And they are. Yeah, I agree. I agree entirely. Um, Let's see, what would number three be? Number three would be uh, make sure that you properly give time for anybody who's selling on your platform time to close. I mean, a typical session should be 85, 90% content and 10% close in terms of time. Well, if you're going to have a person sell something from the platform, you've got to have an adequate break afterwards so that the sales can happen. And so many promoters back a sales presentation right up to another speaker with no break in between, and people don't want to get up and go to the back of the room because the next speaker is starting. So make sure you accommodate breaks into your schedule appropriately so that those sales can happen. That's a great tip because I have seen people go right to the end, and they haven't even finished their, their close or their pitch, and they're rushing it. And then secondly, there's not a break. So those are two uh, by themselves. And I think we should rewrite the book with 102 tips. I think there should be an extra tip for always make sure your shoes are tied because what if you run in the back of the room and you trip on your shoe lace and then everyone sees you trip? So that's actually a pretty big deal too. Well, yeah, I, 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 I'll do a rewrite for you, Ken, okay? <laughs> All right. So, Brett, you've been awesome. Uh, so much information, and we're going to put links, of course, to Amazon. The other two books we didn't get to go over are The 50 Biggest Mistakes I See Information Marketers Make and 50 Biggest Mistakes uh, with Websites. So a lot of valuable information from a gentleman, professional, speaker, and author who has 
uh, seen this stuff happen for 30 years and has given you the great information to help expedite your success path. So we'll be back in a couple minutes. Thank you so much, Brett, for being on the first segment. Thank you, Ken. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at UmbrellaSyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Welcome back to the second segment. Wow. Brett is the man. He has all the answers, and we didn't have enough time to obviously get all of them. So I encourage you to use the links we're going to give you tomorrow to get those books and to really get your um, game on for 2018 for being a more dynamic speaker, a more dynamic closer, and all the mistakes you can avoid because of the wisdom and all the witnessing he's done of how not to do things as well as the advice on how to do them right. So Rosa, I want to get right to our next guest. Can you give a nice intro for Croy? Yes, I'm actually very excited about introducing Croy. I'm always fascinated by people who stop in the tracks and completely transform their lives. So I can't wait to hear everything he has to say. So Croy Seder is living his offbeat dreams and accomplishing crazy awesome things. He ran across America from California to New York City and then beat the world record running through Death Valley. Now he's living the travel lifestyle in in the U.S. and part-time jumping from city to city in Latin America. Croy is a professional inspirational speaker of life transformation and the author of Dream Big, Act Big, and the Dream Big Life Planner. Here we go. Croy Sader. Welcome, Croy. 
Hey, Ken, how are you? Hi, Rosa. Hi. I'll tell you. I'll tell you, it's almost a duplicate situation of how you and Brett affect my life. You, you show up all the time, you have a gigantic smile, great energy, and you bring just so much love to the, the event that you attend. And I just want to compliment you on that first and foremost. And I want to thank you for capturing those moments in, in still life, and, and, and you know, I get to use them everywhere, so this was fantastic. So you know, we make a good team that way. Well, as a holiday gift, I am going to go through my archives of the plethora of events that I've seen you at and create a tribute album to you because I do acknowledge people that are leaders that consistently show that they are on a purpose-driven life to make a difference in the world and have high impact. So thank you for all you do and showing up and making uh, just the difference that you always make. Sounds cool. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks. So I remember at a Bug Free Mind, special thanks to Andrea Adams-Miller for bringing me into that wonderful opportunity because I've done that a couple times. And uh, next year I intend to... Uh, uh, participated as well. You spoke at that event and what a, an amazing message you gave about how you overcome adversity and how you really take on life. And you gave everyone in that mastermind a free copy of your book, Dream Big, Act Big. And you made sure everyone was at least going to get the number one nugget and coax them, obviously, or inspire them into reading the rest of your book. So talk about how much that book has made a difference to you and also about that page that you referred to. Well, Dream Big, Act Big is the accumulation of the years of study I've done in personal development, and I wrote it prior to running across America with the strategies that I was going to use to run across America. So I was kind of putting it all on the line to prove that the, the, the mindset strategies, the life transformation strategies that I teach, that they actually work at the most extreme level. So if they can work for me to run a marathon distance a day for 100 consecutive days, and on top of that, I'm also speaking to a, a different uh, at-risk audience, a different group in challenge, so Wounded Warriors, Hope for the Warriors, Addiction Centers, uh, United Way, prisons, juvenile detention centers, you know, all these amazing groups of people who needed inspiration and needed to uh, rise above their circumstances. So if I'm speaking every day, I'm writing every day, and those are the strategies I use to transform my life at the most extreme level, yeah, I think they'd probably work for everybody else as, as well. You know, and, and you don't have to run across America. And here's the beautiful part about it is that you know, it's not just about the, the run. I mean, the run's amazing. It's extraordinary. It's the you know, craziest thing you know, a human kind of can do in a way. But that's not the most important part. The most important part is, is that you can achieve anything you set your mind to. So it's not about the run, but it's about you living your dreams. And so that leads me into the biggest challenge that most people have is giving themselves permission to step up and live that amazing dream. And you're going to hit op opposition from it from some people, and maybe they're even your loved ones. But yet, if that's your calling, if that's your passion, whatever it is, then you need to follow that and follow through so you can live that kind of life. And that doesn't mean quitting your job and go traveling the world and being nomadic like me. It doesn't mean doing crazy stuff like that. It's whatever is important to you, regardless of what it is, and you never compare yourself to anybody else. So if that's one message I can give to your audience is, is that just step up and start living your dream. And it only takes one small step every day, and then next thing you know, you're living it. You're looking back in the rearview mirror, and it's like, holy cow, look at everything I've accomplished. You know, so it's not grand moves but small things done every day to get you to your dream. So for people that buy your book uh, for the holidays to give to someone, to inspire them to live that life, 
what was the page and why did you pick that page for people to actually know who you are? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Yes, you had picked a page, you had posted, put a post-it that if you're going to do, if you don't do anything else, you have to read this section of the book. Oh, gosh, I don't know off the top of my head. I wasn't prepared for that, for that question. No. <laughs> I don't have a book handy right in front of me uh, to, to look okay. that up. Well, I thought, but, I but thought there, there are, if you go through the, just the chapter list on it, I mean, it, something will stick out for everybody. So if you just go to the table of contents, look at those chapters, and there are things for, for people. So some examples are is, is getting rid of toxic people, super important in your life. The other one is about following your dreams. One is about not being a zebra. And the zebra is blending in with everybody. You don't want to be a zebra. You want to be your own unique individual person. So if you just go through the table of contents, I guarantee you there's something that, that will resonate with you and will just strike a fire in your heart. Well, you know, Croy, I really appreciate the fact that you just told me that you didn't even know because that means you customize each of your events, and that says even more about you because for you to take the time and do a handwritten note with a Post-it Every single person with that posted on the page number you wanted them to read meant that that particular audience was going to resonate to the highest level on that page to actually be inspired to read the rest of the book. So I applaud you. That's awesome. Thank you. And that's exactly what it was. It was for those people. They're a different kind of a leader. They're in a specific group, as you know. And so, yeah, that was absolutely for them because I knew it would resonate with them. Well, to backtrack just a second, because uh, I really do want you and Brett to have a connection and a conversation and to create some abundance together, if not a ton of abundance together. What did you think of uh, that first segment? What resonated with you? Uh, what resonated with me was, was a couple of things. One is, is <laughs> how we spend money on a cover that ended up getting changed anyway. So for a lot of people get bogged down in the details. So that was a great representation or example of, of allowing the, the experts to do what they do best so you can do what you do best. So I, that was brilliant. And then just the general advice of selling from the stage or, or um, getting a, P, uh, a fee instead, you know, it's two totally different models, and those are super important to speakers. And you actually did a speaking engagement every day for 100 days? During my run across America, yes. That's, that's insane. How, did, how long did it take you to prepare for that event from... Uh, a mental standpoint and a physical standpoint? Well, the interesting thing about it is that before Run Across America, just one year before, I was not a runner. So I trained, I, I wasn't a runner, so I had to learn how to be a runner of that sort. Very different than running a, running a single marathon. It's running one every day is a very, very, very different strategy. And then I also had to hire a team and put together this whole event and, and make that happen. So I had 15 people helping me behind the scenes to make this whole thing happen. So it was a ton of work for a ton of people for many months just getting ready before the run. And that was world record? That was, yeah, that was because I'm the only one in the world that's ever run and spoken every single day. The other world record and I have is running through Death Valley nonstop for 146 miles. So let's go to the first one. Uh, so when you say uh, run a marathon and speak, you are saying that someone did run 100 marathons in 100 days? Yeah, there's a handful of us that have run across America. There's not that many, but there are some. And some of them have done it faster. What I did was different than them. So the okay. speaking and the, and the running every day. So when you go to Guinness World Book of Records, you claim to world records. Uh, it's not in Guinness Book, but it is in the, in the, uh, in the running world. So, you know, the people who okay. keep all those, those records for the running world. Do you, do you by any chance know a gentleman, uh, James Lawrence? Don't think so. He did uh, something... 
a bit similar and a, a, a bit crazy, just like you. He did 50 uh, Ironman in 50 days in 50 states. And That's crazy. I, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and yours is crazy enough, but you can appreciate that uh, <laughs> based on what you had to go through, that is insane because it's 12 hours a day that he had to finish an Ironman just to turn it around the next day to do it again. I've done yeah. five <laughs> Ironmans, so I know how much work they are, and that's, that's, that, that's super insane. Well, when he does his uh, speaking engagements, he does show his feet after like 20 days, and they don't even look like human feet anymore. So, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Yeah, we, we won't digress too much more. So um, things most people uh, may need to hear is this isn't just about you dreaming big and acting big. It's also what you had to actually go through in life that woke you up. So share the story that you shared, if you recall that specific one, about what, what happened with your accident and what caused you in your earlier years to decide to be who you are now. When, when I was 14 years old, I was riding home on my bicycle. I was with a couple of friends of mine. We had just got an ice cream from a fast food place, and, and we're heading home, and they're on the left side of the road on the shoulder, and I'm on the right side of the road going with traffic like you're supposed to with the bike, but all of us are safe because we're doing... We're both in a safe place. And coming up over the crest of the hill at 4 o'clock in the afternoon on a Friday was a lady who was drunk, and she was speeding. And she was coming towards my friends, and I imagine she must have saw them, and she swerves. And she overcorrects, and she crosses the double yellow line. And I imagine she must have been looking back and saying something like, my God, that was close, because as she crossed the double line, she never corrected. She never slowed down. She never swerved. In fact, she never even saw me. And she crashes into me full speed, crushing my bike below her big metal bumper, launching me into the windshield, and then up into the air. The police report said that my body flew 50 feet before crashing to the ground. So they sent me to the local hospital. They couldn't handle the trauma injuries. And so they sent me down to New York City. And the doctors worked on me, so where I fractured my skull and all the bones that I broke. So they worked on me for hours. And eventually my parents got there. They were notified, and they got there. And the, the neurosurgeon, the guy who works brains and skulls, he comes out of the, the, uh, the room and he talks to my parents and he tells them in a very cold, matter-of-fact way that some doctors do is, if your son survives the night, he'll be a vegetable for the rest of his life. So it was four days in a coma, weeks in the hospital, a year of cast and rehabil- physical rehabilitation, and then headaches and other issues that, that, that lasted for years after that. So not only did I have to learn how to use my body again, but I had to overcome all of these, these other traumas that I, that I had to deal with. And the doctor said I was a ve- I'd be a vegetable for the rest of life. So, ironically, I'm a vegetarian now. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. The the gift that I got from that, and my parents today still won't talk about that event in any way. It's just too traumatic for them. But the gift that I got out of it, and to me, that is one of the greatest gifts that I could have ever been given, because I understood at such a young age how fragile life is, and how quickly life can change dramatically and, and possibly even end. So I live my life. In fact, I was just talking about this the other day to a, a new friend of mine, and I was just you know, sharing this, that, that you know, we're here for such a short period of time, and, and you don't know when the next day is going to be, and you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know when you're going to lose a loved one or if your job is going to change or, or if you're going to have some sort of financial devastation or some health issues or whatever it is. You don't know what's going to be next that's going to come your way. So every day, most every day anyway, should be lived as, as fully as you possibly can. As Steve Jobs used to say, is that if he finds himself going too many days in a direction that he does not enjoy, he realizes it's a time for a change, and so he shifts, and he moves, and that's the way his life was run. That's the way I run my life. So if I'm doing something for 
too long, too many days, or, or a couple weeks, and it's just not fulfilling me. Like, okay, what, what can I do differently now? How can, I, how can I do that? How can I make my life more fun and get everything that I want in a, in a really great way? So I was given that gift of perspective on life and how fragile it is. So when I was training for Run Across America, I get a call from my dad, and he's crying, and he's screaming, and, and he's like, get down here right now. Get down here now. Your brother is gone. I was like, you mean Darren? How could Darren be gone? He's, he's only 44 years old. And I went down to the, to the hospital, and my brother had died of a massive heart attack. Just boom, he was gone. And I was 40 at the time, and he was 44. And, and you know, I gave the eulogy, and, and the, you know, life goes on. And, and then I, one day I realized I had passed my brother's age. So my other brother, my, the, the person that, that I absolutely admire and was my hero through childhood, and I realized one day that I had passed my brother's age. And that was one of the most difficult days of my entire life because, you know, where do we go from there? It's just, you know, that's another moment that I realized, it's like, God, you've got to live so present and so fully. You know, if you're going to love, love without restraint and take the risk of being hard, uh, your heart being broken. And if, and if you're going through a divorce, you're on the other side of that and you're dating again, get out there and take that chance again. If you've gone through financial devastation, start rebuilding your life, whatever it takes, one step at a time and, and go there. If you're not happy with your job, start figuring out how you can switch that, change that up. Either start enjoying your life, fix it, or get out and, and just enjoy life. And so that's a long answer to your question, Ken. It, it is, Croy, and normally I would actually just terminate the call and you'd be off the air, but it was actually a phenomenal answer. And, <laughs> and I'd, I'd like to add that what you're sharing right now is it actually talks about why you're on the show, is that you live big. And, you know, all the times I met you on Marker's Cruise or Bug Free Mind and all these other events, I got to experience you, but when I saw you at the Jamaican bobsled event, we got the opportunity to really get to know each other. And I said, this is someone I need in my life because you are all about actually living a purpose-driven life and living a life where you're actually able to say every single day when you go to bed, I'm living my dream. I'm living what I want to do. So congratulations on that. Just Let me just chime in, too, that, that my life is far from perfect. I mean, there's some parts of my life that are a complete freaking mess. And that's okay, because that's the beauty of life, is, is that the things that aren't working, well, you fix them, and you work on that. And I went through a relationship breakup recently, um, and, and it was devastating, because I thought this was the woman that I'd be with for the rest of my life. And, and, it, and you go through the, the trauma of something like that. But then you come out on the other side, and you realize that I have to keep living and keep moving forward, and so you go forward, and you go forward bravely. So it's not about having a perfect life, but it's making the best out of all of the imperfections within your life. And it's also from learning from those experiences, so you can attract what you really want. Uh, if you hadn't had that bike accident, I would imagine you'd be quite a different person. I'd be a totally different person, absolutely. If it wasn't for the bike accident, if there wasn't for many other things that happened in life, like all of us, where, where uh, you connect the dots later on, realizing why things had happened to you. But in the moment, sometimes, man, it is just brutal. <laughs> but you, you have to find the lesson in it. So everything, and I, be, I don't believe, some people say that everything happens to you for a reason. I don't believe that personally. I think there, there's a combination of things that happen to you for a reason, that it's purpose, that, it, that it's a divine intervention. But I think there's also a lot of serendipity, a lot of randomness in life. But it's your choice to find the meaning in all of those things, whether it is purpose-driven or if it's just a random thing that happens to you but everything, there's a lesson in it to get you to the next level. The next, the higher level of consciousness, giving, you, giving your soul to, to the, the highest that you can possibly get it. And that's what a purpose of life is, 
is to bring our soul to the highest level we can possibly get while we're here on this planet, whether it's a short time or a long time. Well, you know, we're getting closer to the end of the segment, and there's some very important things I want to cover with you with regard to the upcoming holidays, what's happening next year for you. So if you, if you were able to, well, you are able to, what would you buy the, uh, for people as a book that would change their life? And you can give several options, but the holidays around the corner, what would you do? So books that I would give to other people. Mm-hmm. Okay, so definitely Conversations with God. That's been the most profound influence in my life to date. So that's a fantastic one. Uh, books one and two especially I love. Book three was, was okay, um, for me anyway. Uh, Untethered Soul is another one. Fantastic book. In fact, Untethered Soul should be read, read before a conversation with God. Um, Victor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning. That one was the book that allowed me to run across America because he tells stories in there what people went through as they went through the Holocaust. And whenever I was in most excruciating pain going through that I was running every day, I just remembered those stories and thought, you know, they could go through that and they could survive that. And some people could even thrive through those circumstances, believe it or not, then I can do it, deal with this. There's no pain that could be anywhere remotely close to what they went through. Um, for relationships, whether it's business or personal, although the book is designed for, um, for personal relationships, but it's just as effective and important for business relationships, and that's five love languages. So the five love yes. languages, super important. So whether it's your kids, it's your spouse, it's intimate relationships, it's your friendships, it's business, super. So you learn your love language and then learn how to love people in their love language. And a fifth one, um, oh gosh, I'm, I'm going to leave it at four, I think. I, th- I think I'm going to leave it at four. That's fine, that's fine. Super impactful. Anywhere from three to five is good. So I, your book is on Amazon, right? Uh, no, best place to get it is, is um, dreambigactbig.com. And the subtitle, How to Create an, uh, Your Extraordinary Success Story, Transform Your Life, Develop Your Greatness, and Succeed Big. And you've already gone two editions. Yeah, this is my second edition. I updated it a couple of years ago. I guess it is now. And um, it's funny. I have, my main job is, is a professional speaker. I also do coaching and, and run my own live events and things like that. But I get paid by corporations to go in, and they pay me very, very nicely. So the last engagement that I just got with a, a company that I'm going to be speaking in Knoxville, Tennessee in a few weeks, they, I, I always ask him, you know, how did you find out about me? How did you learn about me? And he didn't want to say. I was like, okay, yeah, he said, I read your book, and it was amazing, and so we wanted to, we wanted to talk to you, and, and then I talk, eventually they hired me. So I was like, okay, that's not good enough. So how, wh- how did you get my book? How did you find out about me? So it's funny, he bought, he bought the book for 50 cents at his church's tag sale, Brian wow. brings the book. He figures, ah, 50 cents, I'll just bring it home. And he reads the book. He reads, reads Dream Big, Act Big. He falls in love with it. He can't put the thing down. He goes in, he tells his other, v, his other VP, like, get this book. So he goes and buys it online, and he gets it home. He's like, he can't put it down either. But, the, but they're not making the decision to hire me. So then when I was speaking to their boss, uh, I sent him a copy of my book, and I sent it to him the night before they were going to make the decision. He stayed up till 3 in the morning to finish reading it. He says, I couldn't put it down. He calls me up the next morning and says, we're hiring you. You've got to be here. And so that's two VPs. It's the president of a $10 billion company, and they couldn't put the book down. So I love sharing that story because I think it's just absolutely extraordinary, and it's a testament to two things. One is that what's in the book is going to change your life, and I write it in a language so it's super easy to read. Um, as if you're hearing my voice. Um, and that's what everybody says about it. It's like, man, I, I, it was like you were talking to me. So a little awesome. self-promotion there. 
Well, and, and well-deserved. So what is the mantra and or quote you live by? The, uh, I have several mantras. Um, one is never give up. I mean, that's probably the biggest overriding one that I have is never give up, and specifically never give up on your dreams. Give up on everything that gets in the way of your dreams, but never give up on your dreams. So, so that's a big one. And the other one is to uh, come from a place of love. Uh, everything I do, uh, hopefully anyway I try to, is, is living in a place of presence and love, and, uh, and I'm always working on that one because that's one that I've, I've always kind of struggled with, especially the presence side of that. But is, is if you come from a place of love, then everything will work its way out. And that's not necessarily romantic love. That's just in general, just the, the global sense of love. I totally agree with you. Um, I had advice from a, a colleague of mine that whenever I picked up the phone, she would always say, choose love. And just that little, little advice in my brain, I changed how I was actually approaching the call. And it is true. Love conquers all, and it's not even conquering. It's actually it inspires all. So, Do we have a minute for a short we, story? Uh, we have exactly one minute. Can you do a minute? I'll try to do it in like 30, 40 seconds. So I'm in Good. Queens, New York. I'm meeting uh, somebody for uh, a drink, and the guy comes rapping on the door, and I look out, and, and it's a guy who's obviously homeless. And, and I don't feel comfortable being in the car, so I get out of the car, and I start speaking to the guy. And he's a fairly big guy, and, and we're talking, and we talk for a few minutes, and then, of course, he asked me for money. And, and yeah, I'm not going to help somebody in their to- intoxication, which he was. And so I said, no. So the guy picks me up, and he holds me with this great big bear hug, and he starts ranting and raving, and I just let him do it. And then he puts me down after a couple of minutes. I put my hand on his chest, and, and, I, and his name's Raymond. And I says, you know, Raymond, I've honored you, and I've respected you for the last several minutes. We've had a nice conversation, but I need to go because my friend's here. So you need to respect me and let me go. And so he's, we start talking, and then, then I'm about to walk away. He picks me up again, and he freaks out. And, and this goes on for several minutes, but in the end, the purpose of the story is, is that I entered that guy's life from a place of love, knowing that we would both get out of there with neither of us getting hurt, and it's exactly what happened. And it was all because I came from a hard place of love. Well, that's beautiful, Croy. I, I have to say, I wish we had more time, and we're going to have you back on for another day. We definitely didn't get a chance to talk about what you're up to in 2018, the next world record. But you and Pat are amazing. I hope you guys connect, and we are going to wish you a happy holiday season, and you both have been amplified. Very beautiful spirits. I'm so honored to have had you on the show. Thank you so much. And we will be back next week with some more amazing guests. Rosa, we will go ahead and announce on the Facebook page who our guest is next week. Have a great day and stay amplified. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.